0: Welcome everybody to this week's episode of It's Too Wordy, the comic book podcast where three buddies from their ch- discuss comic books from their childhood and today I'm Kirk, I'm Ryan, and I'm Nick.
1: Maybe I'll get the intro right one of these days. I got you want to do it again so I don't put that out? I'm going, <laughs> I don't care.
0: Alright. I don't care lately. How are we doing today?
2: Pretty good.
1: Good? How's your weekend, Nick? I don't remember it. You don't remember it. I think it was editing the entire weekend.
2: Well, all right.
1: Yeah. So we might make some changes to the... It's not, not the It's Too Wordy podcast, but to the the release schedule for the others. Okay. So Roll Die for Adventure might be every two weeks.
0: I'm okay with that.
1: Because I'm putting out stuff that it's not finished. I... So just to rush it out, I'm just getting it out. Like, I need more time. Okay. So we might do every two weeks and then... We'll do the weekly full-time radio one. Sure. But World Die for Adventure might be every two weeks.
0: This is supposed to be fun. It's, We're not in, suppo- it's, it's work. It's, it's not supposed to be.
1: This is supposed
2: to be fun. Well, as long as you're still having fun with this one.
1: I don't know. <laughs> I don't know.
2: <laughs> wow. After last week.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. it's it's fine. It's, it's just a lot more work than people think it is. And Ghostbusters takes a lot of time. There's oh. a lot of editing. I'm okay with us being so. a bi-weekly podcast for
0: adventure. Okay. Good. I don't think the other two will mind either.
1: Well, they, they won't even know. No, they won't. So, we'll still record every week, but we'll just put stuff out every two weeks. I think the only one that listens to it is Shannon anyway. Arne sometimes does.
2: I haven't listened to it. That's I love it. <laughs> I can't stop listening to it.
1: Oh, you'll stop after next episode. Yeah, you will. <laughs> you will stop.
2: It's one of the highlights of my week. Don't,
1: don't do that to me. <laughs> the next waiting. season's going to be a lot different.
0: I'm waiting for the whole season to be done, and then I'll go through and listen to it. I have uh, an
1: idea for the next storyline. Okay.
0: It's going to be a lot different. We're going to take a break? No. We're going to go right into We're gonna it? We're going to go right into it. We're not going to play another game? No. If it's what he discussed with me, it's going to be really good. <laughs> okay. I'm glad you discussed it with your castmates. <laughs> I'm
1: not on the show <laughs> They don't have any ideas of what to play I want to play Star Wars I don't know if Arn wants to play two Star Wars games at the same time I don't give a shit what <laughs> Arn wants so. We gave him every opportunity to play on this one But no, um, next season's gonna be I will say, have a lot of characters ready Okay Cool, Arky's gonna die There's finally There's a lot of death
0: in this, gonna, this next one It's gonna be a brutal death for I Arky I can't believe he that.
2: hasn't died yet with the brains rolls that you get
0: Well, I only have a brains of
2: two <laughs> And I don't want to waste
0: my brownie points on one brain one brain, for something I may need it for later, you know? <laughs> All right, so I can't wait for Season 3 of Ghostbusters, then. It's always fun playing that game. I'm having a lot of fun playing it. It's going to be a lot different. I just wish the other two would, you know, not go off on tangents.
1: I think everybody goes off on tangents. I haven't. You <laughs> tell me what you want to do, and I try.
0: <laughs> Anyway, this week we'll be discussing (laughs) Moon Knight number one, or True Believers number one, the criminally insane Bushman. And to carry on with crossover month, The Punisher meets Archie. All right, what do we think of uh, Moon Knight number one?
2: It was an interesting read. I felt like I've read it before, and I'm trying to remember why. I'm like, oh, maybe I have this book already. And I looked, I'm like, nope. So I think it was a. Again, the fact that I've done a retelling of Moon Knight a couple of times in different books, yeah, that and it was close enough to this story that it felt like it was the exact same thing.
0: I had never read his origin story or how he became Moon Knight, so it was actually pretty good for me. It didn't seem like he was crazy though; it seemed like he just created
1: these characters. Right. I'm not. I'm not sure if they had the. To... The whole idea of the split personalities the when they wrote yet? this one, right? Because he he kind of does what the shadow does. He comes and comes back home and adapts, uh, and adopts like more personalities. Yeah, like the shadow has three other identities. Moon Knight has three other identities to help him out.
0: Yeah. And that's I think I was like, okay, so it's kind of neat seeing how they evolved the character into him being this nutbag that now they're just inside his brain.
2: And I think they really took off on that with uh, I think it was Bendis that did. Bendis and Finch's run. There was one
0: that oh, I when they were
1: Spider-Man, Wolverine, and
2: yeah, <laughs> it was, was it, nuts. Uh, was it 2014
0: that run? That's about that the one Bendis. I think that's Finch. the one I read. Yeah, and I, I really enjoyed that. And then I couldn't uh, afford to buy comics
1: again, so no. I had to stop. Yeah. Now he's got different personalities again. Does he? Yeah, he's got different a... people. He's got different Moon Knight personalities, huh? Which is kind of weird. He's got the guy in the suit. He's got like the old egyptian crow god right and then he's got the white knight kind of moon knight and then mark specter is just really weird mm-hmm. yeah it's really cool looking but uh, he's not so he is one of my favorite
0: characters he's become one of my favorites so this was by doug mensch and bill Sinkowitz's
1: Sinkowitz art looks pretty decent here yeah this is pretty reined in bill yeah you know Trying to keep the Marvel look yeah. before he took over doing New Mutants. New Mutants, yeah, and then just was given free reign to do his art like he wanted to.
2: I do wish they would have clarified a little bit because he's got those personalities. He's got the cabbie, he's got the rich guy, and then just himself, himself, hmm. and he's like, "I'm going to go out as the cabbie," and then he's beating up or getting information from thugs and stuff. Uh, so he's a cabbie. Why didn't he just get the information from the cab? You know, yeah. Why is he now like a? thug himself going in to get thuggish information you know
0: and when he's in the cabbie persona he treats uh what's her name differently yeah the girl he treats him differently by depending on which personality it is And i don't know how so. frenchy
2: can hang in with him that long he's just gotta be like well, this guy's nuts just yeah, yeah. <laughs> get me out of here but no Frenchie stays around
1: forever uh-huh. like through this series and the next
2: some kind of life debt or something i do like the moon copter I like the yeah. shape of it.
0: That's so awesome. More than the spider buggy. Yeah. So, what did we think?
2: Like I said, it felt like I've re- this was like a reread of something previously, but as a whole, I, I felt like it was two stories because mm-hmm. he's over there he's over in Egypt or wherever South he was at
0: Vietnam and Egypt,
2: and... and you felt like that was the end, and then you look and you're like, wow, I've still got like another 10 pages to go here what's happening yeah and
1: then he goes to new york yeah Yep.
2: <laughs> so you know it, it was a solid book i i still don't quite grasp why moon knight is so popular but you know everybody likes their own characters and i'm a porcupine fan so you are a I porcupine can't say much <laughs> but uh yeah I, it was good
0: see i feel that moon knight is more well he kills people so i was gonna say he's more like batman than daredevil but Moon Knight kills people. I and mean, he has no problem killing people. Yeah.
2: But I can see where the knockoff from Batman came from, reading this. Yeah. I mean, Batman's got his multiple personalities, Bruce Wayne and Matches Malone. and There's a couple other ones that he had throughout, too. And you kind of see how they took this character and made it off of a Batman character. Uh,
1: what do you think, Nick? <laughs> so, I haven't read this book since 94. And I think I had a different memory of it when I read it the first time than now. This book feels like they didn't completely flesh him out before they brought this out. Some of the the art sticks out, like his face is all black underneath the cape. And then you get closer to him and it's all white. And it's like, I understand it's supposed to be Shadow. I get it. But that doesn't work like that. There's another scene where he's Marlene is holding his hand above his... like She's going to punch... Um, Bush man in the face a couple more times and kill him. Yeah. And she's holding him and you can see the definition in his face. Like it's just like a white paint. Yeah. And then in other scenes, it's like a mask and it's like, which one is it? Which one do you want it to be? I think later on when you get through the Stephen Platt era and you get into like the Houston and Finch stuff, that's when it really took off. Like, he went completely nuts. Yeah. And he was the, you know, like, at this time, they were trying to, like, put him into the Avengers, and he just really didn't fit. And when Houston and Finch took him out, he was the street vigilante. Like, he was the guy who was, like, always making fun of Batman. Mm-hmm. Like, he dresses in black to stay in the shadows, and I wear white so they know, so they know I'm coming. Yeah, I've read that right? one. That one's awesome. And, and he rips off Bushman's face and wears it. And it's just... He's completely insane, and I think that's why this, the later on Moon Knight, is the, what I like the most. Yes. Like, the early one, they really didn't go into the split personalities and all that. It was just, like, him running around the street from people wearing a skin suit. Right. Stuff like
0: that, you know? But... I liked it. I actually looked up to see how much the run would cost, and it wasn't worth it to me. It's like... Well you can car, get the Epic Collection. I, I'm thinking about it.
2: Yep. 40 bucks, and it's actually pretty... It's a good, you know, size book for 40.
0: Yeah, no, I'm thinking about it. It's just, it was like each comic was like 20 and I'm like, am I really gonna sit there and read them again over and over again?
2: Right.
1: So. But I'd, I'd really love to have a Khonshu statue in my house. Just the, yes, white, the Egyptian white Egyptian god, moon god. Moon god, yeah. Like, I've always loved that design of him.
0: I'm, go- I'm gonna give it a four because it's the original telling of the moon knight. I'm gonna go three.
1: Yeah. Three and a half. I mean, it's going from, you know, before when I read it before and then now and yeah. I mean, it's still one of the best characters that Marvel has that they will not do anything with. <laughs> Moon Knight, Nova. We'll see what happens when they make this T V show. We'll see. Yeah. If they can put this on Disney Plus. I'm gonna bet it goes on to Hulu.
0: I'm gonna say it's going to Hulu. Yeah, I can't if they see wanna this. keep it dark and him being a nutbag, which will keep people interested more than him being tame right no. all right next up we got archie versus or archie and the punisher
1: this book was so damn expensive back in the day what was this 99 i think it's probably somewhere in there shit i can't even read it it's on black and blue it's even worse than black and red it's portable oh my gosh yeah right you need a flashlight 94 94 and it was four dollars wow in 94 Comics were seventy five to a dollar, I think at the time. Yep, yep. And here's a four dollar book. What do you what do you say? Like uh Punisher is hunting down a criminal who yeah. looks exactly like, like Archie, Archie, except for he's got buck teeth and And he's bald headed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean it is the weirdest crossover that I've read in a while. Even weirder than Betty and Veronica meet Vampirilla. Red Sony and Vampirilla.
0: <laughs> I'm gonna agree with you it was i think they were trying to make it to where it was like rambo in like small town usa <laughs> it just It didn't i don't know it just didn't feel like it was working they were trying to make it a fish out of water type of thing i think mm-hmm. and how he loves the old woman archie thinks he's this big badass crime fighter now and he's trying to solve the case and he's and betty's
2: like hey wake up you're daydreaming we're trying to solve the case i was extremely disappointed in it were you yeah yeah i really hope i was really hoping it was like reggie made up some story about him being like a mob boss or something and punishers coming after him i think that would have been a lot more interesting than a archie lookalike running around that just happens to show up in riverdale he's
0: gonna run riverdale this is going to be his tale.
2: I mean, with it being an Archie comic, you know it's going to be... Tame. I mean, I've read the Archie pun- Predator. hmm Unbelievably tame. Predator tears everybody apart, but it, the book itself is, you know, the character pre- Predator tears everybody apart. The book itself was like, he's just following the kids around. You know? Yeah. I, mean, for, I read the Archie Sharknado. I found both of those more entertaining than this, unfortunately.
1: But Afterlife with Archie is incredibly dark dark and i, I <laughs> love is amazing.
2: that yeah i love that it's, archie meets the walking dead essentially mm-hmm. but you know with this i don't know i i was just hoping for more it's very hard to put a punisher you know a character that goes out and kills with a group of kids that you know that's not going to happen
1: but 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 we got josie and the pussy cats in here we got caddy keen and millie the model in here
2: i'm waiting for you to say something that'll get me excited and the shield
1: <laughs> You didn't want to read the second part, where Jughead is the world's (laughs) most powerful mutant? Mutant. And Wolverine's hunting him? No. That's why they never came out. (laughs) And they never brought it up.
2: (laughs) (laughs) They're like, yeah, we're done. It it was good for what it was. I just, a little bit of a disappointment with, I really wanted Reggie hiring somebody to take out. Because he's like, or she's like a supposed mob boss or something. I don't know. I think it would just have been a little more entertaining.
1: Or the whole Veronica family is a mob (laughs) family. That would have been awesome. And the run in the town? Yeah. That would have been
2: great. (laughs) We have some good ideas.
1: (laughs) But yeah, I mean, I don't know. I I think they're just trying to find something to bring two comic book companies together that normally don't. And the most opposite characters they could throw together.
2: Uh, Have you not seen Archie Meets Kiss?
1: Okay.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you you seen that Bart Simpson meme where it's the cake and it says you
1: tried and he walks over and dumps it in the, the garbage? <laughs> yeah. They, they. I mean, they tried. They tried. Yeah. And yeah. So they actually got like Stan Goldberg to come back for this. And Stan Goldberg used to be a colorist for Marvel and he he used to do Chili and he used to do Millie the Model and he used to do like Archie comics back in the day. And Stan Lee and Stan G worked together on Millie the Model and Chili. So it's kind of like this old. School dude coming back and doing some Marvel stuff, which was kind of funny. All right. So what do you guys give it? I know Ryan gives it a zero.
2: I did not say that. (laughs) I am going to
1: give it a three.
2: I gotta go two.
1: I'll go three. It was fun. It was fun. But it wasn't great.
2: No. Not (laughs) as good as
0: Veronica's dad's a mob boss and they're running the town and...
2: Or, or Jughead being a Wolverine. Or, or
0: Reggie, like Ryan said, Reggie setting up Archie as a mob, you know, turns him into a mob boss. And... Yeah, okay, let's
1: put this out there, Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> so. You put out a lot of crap, let's put out our crap. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Who's our D-lister this week, Ryan? Microchip, Punisher sidekick. Okay. Also known as David Linus Lieberman. His first appearance was Punisher number four. He was created by Mike Barron and Klaus Janssen. So he was a comp- legendary computer hacker whose nephew was killed after accidentally hacking into the Kingpin's computers. So while Microchip was investigating the murder, he did run into a Punisher and they started working together. He helped as a hacker and laundering Punisher's money, but he has a good side. When one of his neighbors was getting scammed by a charity, he destroyed it <gasps> using his computer trickery and sending a recording of the administrator's plans to to the fans of a yodeling music station. I thought that was hilarious. That's pretty (laughs) (laughs) awesome. They, uh, Micro and Castle did later on start kind of disagreeing with each other because Microchip thought that Castle got lost sight of his original goals. They were fighting in a safe house where a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent shoots a rocket in and ends up killing Microchip. But that's not the end.
0: (sighs) So
2: in Dark Reign, the Hood, our D-list character from last week, brings him back to life to deal with the Punisher. And Microchip ends up accidentally killing GW Bridge. What?
0: Number two of S.H.I.E.L.D.?
2: Which irritated the Punisher, so in the miniseries Punisher, In the Blood, Punisher vows to go out and take down Microchip. And Microchip happens to be Jigsaw's prisoner. Jigsaw also captures Punisher... And then basically says, okay, go, go ahead and kill Microchip. And so the Punisher kills Microchip. And Microchip's son saw what was going on, knew his dad was do- doing some bad stuff, and helped Punisher escape.
0: You got anything good happening at the shop? Any cons coming up?
2: No, they're working on the plans for Ocon. The owner's down in Albuquerque, New Mexico this week for a show so hopefully that brings good things but I was thinking so between Omaha and Lincoln we have nine comic shops six in Omaha three in Lincoln we are pretty blessed to have within a 45 mile radius that many shops that have
1: different things and it seems like each one of them specializes in something different
2: oh yeah yeah I was down in Lincoln yesterday I was talking to um, a guy at uh, one of the shops down there and he we were talking about how nobody has back issues really anymore and their the back issues are basically anything from the last five years. Except then, if you go to Ground Zero. Ground Zero, Krypton. Yep. Behind the Glass. Yep. They all have a lot of older stuff. The shop I was at, they have a lot of older stuff. They actually let me go digging. And yesterday, I just, it just carried to me. I'm like, how cool is it that I'm finishing runs between nine shops? Because everybody does specialize in something a little bit different. They have their own little niche. I still think, no offense to the rest of them, Krypton's the best. But everybody's got their own little thing. Dragon is good with uh, the gaming. Ground Zero's got a lot of uh, back issues at a reasonable price. You know, uh, you got coffee shop with legends. Yep, the ones down in Lincoln. I mm-hmm. mean, behind the glass started with just buying collections and selling the old books, and now they're yep. starting to bring in new stuff. And uh, got new ownership at traded uh, traded tape, which they've got that shop looking really good. And Rainbow Comics is uh, one from up in Sioux City, is a branch of the Sioux City. Where's comic that shops. one located at? I've only on been the there spot. one time, I can't remember. I just use Google Maps. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Take me there, Google Maps. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's, thinking about it, it, you don't, even in larger cities, you don't see that many comic shops. To, so to have... Nine? Nine and 45 minute radius, or 45 minute mile radius... Is pretty impressive.
0: Yep. All right. So now it's time for everybody's favorite segment.
1: I'll go first today.
2: All right. Cool. All right. So, first one I've got is Strike Force Mortuary.
1: I think it's Moratori.
2: moratory I got that in your head. Yeah. Thanks. (laughs) We were talking about it before the show, and now I've got that stuck in my head. It is a book by Marvel. And it takes place in the future. And aliens are attacking the earth. And so this kid signs up to join this program where they end up dying within a year. But they get superpowers for that year. And so and he was reading comic books and about this team that he signed up for. So he has this vision in his head how great this is. And he gets into live action and realizes, yeah, that's not absolutely true at all so he, you see that internal battle between him himself trying to determine whether or not he really does want to sign up for this program and at the end of it he does end up signing, saying yeah i want to sign up for this program i want to do something better for the world he wanted to be a writer and he wanted to basically write the story of becoming a superhero so um i got it for a buck it's really interesting i'm probably going to try track down some more and see at least a couple more issues and see how it goes But I really think the first issue... I mean, it was slow. But the first issue did enough to catch my attention that I wanted to see what happens next. The next two are kind of put together. It is quite possibly my favorite X-Men crossover. X-Men, Onslaught, Marvel Onslaught. I actually read these in the same day. So I, I liked how they got the team put together. How they found some in fighting for the greater good. It wasn't like a lot of internal fighting.
0: I like... The premise of how they got Onslaught to come to life.
2: Yeah. So they did a really good job with that that particular one. So the X-Men one, it's about Onslaught coming to fruition. And he takes out all the X-Men but Gene. And Gene's sending out a message to anybody that'll listen. You gotta save us. Uh, their powers went mute. They couldn't use their powers. And it, and it was the core group. You know, uh, Wolverine, Cyclops beast from another world which i
0: dark beast i absolutely mm-hmm. abhor the wolverine during onslaught oh time.
2: yeah i don't care for the i'm not a wolverine fan but that is by it's far horrid. one of one of the worst wolverines it is horrid um you know they get x-man in here i always dug x-man they got franklin richard scene his little invisible friend which is charles psyche kind of talking to him yep it was just a fun story for me. Onslaught
0: actually leads into Age of Apocalypse. Yeah, is how they they put it in, how
2: it happens in the universe. But the one that always got me hooked was the Marvel one. I never read that one. This is how all the other heroes got involved, and so Onslaught is attacking. The Watcher starts off, and he's like, "Is he watching? This is the last t- This is the last thing I've ever watched, or will ever watch, right?" And so Onslaught's attacking, the X-Men show up, and they're they're going to take it to Onslaught. And they're getting the crap kicked out of them. And then there's a full page sp- spread where the Avengers show up, Fantastic Four show up, uh, the Incredible Hulk, Iron Man.
0: You mean they're all on the same planet at the same time so they can help each other?
2: And Doom. What? I forgot about Doom. I'm like, wait, what? So, yeah. And they're fighting with onslaught, and this is when Magneto was Joseph and doesn't remember that he was a bad guy. That whole thing was awesome. I love that run. I really did. What w- what I got I, what I liked about it was it showed that these guys were true heroes because they had no problem sacrificing themselves for the greater good. the X-Men could not do it because that would just feed onslaught, so they couldn't sacrifice themselves. And the people in New York were seeing this battle and they saw that the X-Men just stood there and did nothing. So they became villains uh, to the people in New York. And this leads into, it's not Heroes Reborn, but yeah, it is Heroes Reborn. Then it goes into Heroes Return. So Iron Man, Avengers, Fantastic Four, and Captain America all had their own 13 issue restarts in a different world and um it was just really fun and entertaining i forgot how much i enjoyed those i'm
0: gonna have to borrow that is that okay you got a board back
2: or bag Thank of course you. i have a bag and a board
0: <laughs> i forgot you're not like nick sometimes
1: i can't believe that strike force mortuary went for 31 issues <laughs> did it really 31 that's pretty
2: well good. that's when they let things run for a while and not panic and right. cancel it oh, oh it's not so we're under, under 100,000 sales drop it immediately Who cares if it's in the middle of a story, right? All right. So this week I picked
0: up, uh, Tales of the Teen Titans, annual number three.
2: It was one of the dollar books
0: and it was the Judas contract. The only thing that's a bummer is that it was part four of it. And so is that it's Terminator at this time? Not just Slade?
1: Yeah. It's Deathstroke the Terminator.
0: Deathstroke. Okay. He's captured the Teen Titans. Raven actually looks awesome. She doesn't
1: look like a goofy kid. No. This is what the Titans should look like. And now that they brought the cartoon out, Raven looks like a little girl. Star- Starfire looks like a little girl. And that voice drives me bonkers.
0: So, I was completely lost in this book. And now I realized why I was completely lost. Because I didn't know the whole story. So, I didn't really have the, oh my god, it was her. Wait, what? Who? I ruined Star Wars last week. I no, it's remember. okay.
2: I, I know. I read it. <laughs> one of their
0: people's...
2: I think I borrowed it from Nick. One
0: of the people... Uh, I think I do want to borrow that book so I can read the whole thing so it makes sense more to me now. Mm-hmm. Would make more sense to me. So they're betrayed by one of their own. And Jericho, who is a mute, but he puts his powers into somebody else and they he can talk through them.
1: Yeah, as long as he gets eye contact, he can put his persona in that body. Right. So it's Dead
0: Man.
2: Dead Man.
1: <laughs> kind of. With <laughs> curly hair. Is this the per- first appearance of Nightwing,
2: then? It was right before then, I think.
1: Yeah, because they'll be like, why is Dick wearing that outfit?
0: Yeah, because she rec- that the person who betrays him recognizes that it's, mm-hmm. it's Dick Grayson. And so you go through, and it tells the story of Slade, why he's pretty much, I'm just going to go with, I liked it. There's a lot there. There's, a, there, lot there's a lot to talk about in this book. I had talked about the week before that I wanted to read Teen Titans. I found this and I picked it up and I was not disappointed. I mean, how can you be disappointed with Marv Wolfman, George Perez, you know? So I don't want to give too much away about it because I don't want to ruin it for people who haven't read it before. But it was awesome. I give it a five, even though it's the final part. and I was lost. I enjoyed that final part. So the next one I picked up was True Believers Quasar number one. And this is where Hulk is taken in by a a bunch of hippies. (laughs) And I was like, this is awesome. (laughs) You got the eternal. She's like introducing everybody. (laughs) What's her name is introducing everybody. What's her name? One arm chick. I don't know. I don't know. We'll call her one arm chick. The Hulk is brought into a hippie commune in Berkeley, California. And she's introducing everybody and there's like, uh, tells the story about how she loses her arm, how Hank Pym saved her, even, he even saved her again as Yellow Jacket. But I love when she's introduced, and then you get to the part where she's introducing everybody and he, she's like, this is the eternal grad student, blah, blah, blah. And he looks like a goddamn hippie. And, uh, then Quasar speaking with Quartermain. Was your character named Quartermain after that guy? From yes. From Marvel, our was,
1: game. Was that his name? Yeah, wasn't it?
0: Or was that... Kyle Quartermain. Kyle right? Quartermain, yeah. No. The Shield Agent? Kyle
1: Keller. The Shield Agent. The seal. it Peter? We did use Kyle... We used Quartermain. We, we used, used Quartermain. Uh, we'd use Clay Quartermain in the story. That's right. Hard. I couldn't
0: remember which if it was your guy's name or if we used...
1: We used him in the story.
0: We used him in the story. And they're talking to Quasar and they call him... What was it they called him? Marvel Boy? Marvel Man? Something. I'm lost. Anyway... He's going to work on a secret project, and that project is... Pegasus. So our game kind of ties in with these characters.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's Marvel Man. In that case, Marvel Man, good luck with your new assignment. But thanks. Call me by my new code name, Quasar. And the only part that I enjoyed was the Hulk with the hippies. And he's eating them out of home, house and home, and the hippies betray him. And the guy's like, I'm going to get some of that sweet capital, bro. Right? He's like... The capitalist pigs, and I'm going to get some of that sweet capital. And they're talking, and they decide to bring Machine Man into it. And I'm like, okay. The next issue was Hulk versus Machine Man. They basically, what happens thereafter, after they bring up uh, Machine Man, is that they make it seem like Machine Man attacked the Hulk. And that way the Hulk will go after Machine Man and take care of Machine Man all at once. Um, I really dug it. It was good. It's Sabushima and uh, Roger Stern as the writer and the artist. So old school. I'm gonna give it a four. I recommend you picking it up. And all these books that I'm picking up that are the True Believers are making me wanna buy the Epic Collections. That's what they're for. And I'm like, (laughs) and then you know, (laughs) Ryan was saying how it's forty bucks, and I'm like, it better be like thousand pages for forty bucks. (laughs) Just kidding.
2: Actually, it's about five hundred is it yeah the,
0: then that's worth 40 bucks but yeah it, it's just i'm enjoying them and that's what made me decide i might just try to see if there's anything there for the week that are those because i'm enjoying those a lot more than the new stuff and then the final book i picked up was justice inc the avenger and it takes place in 1940s so it made me think it's the avenger the ripoff of the shadow but we haven't really listened to any of the avenger stuff
1: kenny Cloudman's minds Make people think he's invisible? Uh no. Oh. Because that's what the Avenger does too.
0: All he does is turn pale white and looks like a he's got looks like he belongs in a funeral parlor. There's not much to this. It's an old nineteen forties style comic, which is what we've kind of been in with our old time radio, so I picked it up. I guess Justice Inc. is a team put together by the Avenger and they're all a bunch of crazies. Because they make like this mess makes like a potion and the guy just downs it. Oh, that tastes sweet and great. Stuff like that. Nice episode. Nice uh, advertisement for the spirit. This old lady sees a ghost and she comes to the uh, Justice Inc for help. And of course, you know the Avenger has to help. His eyes don't move, from what he says here. His eyes don't move. They're in place like this, so they look scary. And it was a really different book. I thought it was The Avenger, but it doesn't sound, looking at Nick's face, it's not The Avenger <laughs> that I was thinking it is. Um, come to find out, the ghost is a translucent person, and they spend the entire rest of the book trying to kill the uh, the ghost, and that's where it leaves off.
1: Huh. So when you showed me that picture of the translucent person, it reminded me of Watchmen, where Dr. Manhattan is starting to take form, and he's walking around, and it's just like, Here's a circular story system. Here's, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's just a walking brain. And then it's, yeah. it starts forming and kind of reminded me of that. Um, eh, that one you can skip since I found
0: out it wasn't truly the Avenger that I thought it was. Because, you know, Dynamite's been putting out all those old Golden Age comics. Mm-hmm. So I was hoping it was one of them. But
1: anyway, that's what I got. Cool. I picked up a dollar comic as well. I picked up The Brave and the Bold number 197, which is Batman and Catwoman. And it's the marriage of Earth to Batman and Catwoman.
2: I was going to pick that one up. I picked it up because I thought that was the book we were reading this week. And then I found out it was Moon Knight.
1: <laughs> we should have done this one. This one is amazing. This one is so good. And it reminded me of why I loved Batman back in the day.
2: Like good Batman? This not is, this detective who can do no wrong?
1: This is great Batman. This is the uh, Scarecrow makes Batman believe that everybody he loves is disappearing. So he's like, you know what? If everybody I love is disappearing, let me go get help from people I don't like. So he goes to Catwoman and gets her out of prison, and they slowly fall in love through this book. And at the end, they get married. And it's just like, he realizes that life's too short to be alone, and he wants to like save it with somebody, like share it with somebody. And then it was really good. If you really like new Batman, you're going to hate this. But if you really like old Batman, you're going to love this. So yeah, go back out, read it. I mean, this is pre-crisis, so it's Earth 2 Batman. So God, it's just so good. Go All right, I'm gonna have to go pick it up if it, it's, it's, a only a it's, it's only a, a buck. It's only a buck. a dollar, you're gonna love it. Then I picked up for another dollar. Oh no! Was it good? Revolution Mask. Mobile armored strike. K-Mand. Horrible. This Horrible. book is so stupid. <laughs> like Okay, I won't be jealous that you picked that up. <laughs> I loved the cartoon as a kid. Me too. And I had, like, a ton of the toys, so I was like, you know what? Let me, let me buy this, see what it's like. This is horrible. Mm-hmm. Like, it makes absolutely no sense. Like, this is Miles, Miles Mayhem yeah. creates the Mask team because he's been fighting injustice through the world for his entire life. It's like, what part of Mask did you not read or watch when you were a kid? This makes no sense. Miles is now an offshoot, creates Venom, which is an offshoot of Cobra. Now. Mm-hmm. Which makes a lot more sense than this book where he creates the mask team. They got the characters all jumbled up together. You got the Venom team mixed in with the mask team and you got That sounds like a hot mess. It is
2: so... I wanted that to be so good.
1: I mean I don't know. I mean the the artwork's pretty good, but the story is just so bad. Like I was really wanting this to be good. But yeah, so I don't know, Scarlet shows up. The
2: original DC stories, right. fantastic. This is when they took ROM and Transformers and G.I. Joe and Mask and there's one other one or something. And they combined them all for this massive epic crossover. <laughs> and I really wanted Mask to be good. I could, reading the old ninety or 86, 84 and 86 series, yeah, yeah, it was great for what it was. That's what I wanted. This to be more modernized,
1: right. and because he puts the team together to fight the Cybertronians. Yep. And he recruits Doctor Mindbender to put the kids through basically boot camp psychologically. It's just like, oh my god. Yeah,
2: they 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 made a valiant effort. At just in land. I like the
1: cover. Cover the art, like I said, the art's great. Like the new suits are great. Just the book just fell flat. Just
0: that's a bummer, dude.
1: So, my final random read, Adventures of Kool-Aid Man, number 1. Nice. But I don't think this is the issue number 1 for the regular series. I think this was the giveaway that Kool-Aid did for a promotion back in the day. Because all it is is just a giant promotion, like they're like, "Hey kids, um how to score a Kool-Aid t-shirt. Send in 20 UPCs and a picture of your Kool-Aid booth outside your house. 20 UPCs and a picture of a That's Kool-Aid it? booth. That's a lot." <laughs> Hey mom, dad, can you spend three dollars on Kool-Aid? <laughs> this book is crazy. So I mean, it's just uh cover was done by John Rita, and the coloring is Stan Goldberg. So this book, um, it's yeah, of course, it's just a giant commercial lane for kids to go buy more Kool-Aid. And it's just weird to see Kool-Aid Man talking more than oh yeah. So And jumping through buildings. Right. He <laughs> I don't know. It's it's funny. He's got a Kool-Aid like Helicopter. He's got a Kool Aid nice. headquarters that apparently a lot of people work at. It's just crazy. Like
2: somebody's got to make all those packages
1: of Kool Aid, right? Then they go to space. Like first, like when they play baseball, and like the the thirsties come out and they're those little like suns, and they're making everybody thirsty. And he has to stop it. And Did you pick that up recently, or did you do the crossword? <laughs> no, this is this is new. I just picked this one up. Um, no, it's it's just. Really stupid, but really fun to read. So if you were on something dumb and it's not going to take you very long, I'd pick up a Kool-Aid Man book. <laughs> All right. This, awesome. This book always reminds me of working at the comic shop and this little kid would come in and he would always buy like the stuff that his like other kids were buying. You know, like, oh, you know, Daredevil's popular, let me pick up Daredevil. Hey, uh, Captain America's cool, let me pick up I was like, What is your favorite book that you love? Not like what everybody in your class is reading. What what do you like? He's like, I don't know, I don't really have I'm like, go find one. Go find a book that's yours, that you will love personally. Mine is ROM right now. Go pick up something stupid that is just yours. And so he brought, he was like, I picked up every issue of Kool Aid Man. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. I'm like, awesome. He's like 12. That's awesome. Or 13 at the time. And I was like, damn, that kid is cool. But yeah, Kool Aid Man. Sweet. (laughs) I think I paid 20 cents. Nice. Packet of Kool Aid.
0: Packet of Kool Aid right there, baby. That's awesome. (laughs) All right, so now we're going to move on to our list this week. This, week assi- this week's assignment was video games based on comic books. Or based on comics. Who wants to go first?
1: Okay, I'll go. All right. All right, number 10, 13, number 9, Superman the Stand-Up, number 8, X-Men Legends, number 7, Scud the Disposable Assassin, number 6, G.I. Joe, The Stand Up. Oh, yeah. Number five, Batman Arkham Asylum. Four, The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Stand Up. Three, Captain America and the Avengers, The Stand Up. <laughs> Two, X Men Arcade, The Stand Up. And number one, Knights of the Old Republic.
0: Nice. Nice. I didn't even think about Knights of the Old.
1: Republic. Everybody will be like, it's based on a Star Wars book. Actually, it was based off a comic book, late based in the storyline.
0: <laughs> so I can put Pod Racer in here. No. No i'm just kidding i love pod racer for the 64 it was awesome <laughs> i'll go next number 10 alien versus predator arcade number nine injustice number eight popeye the arcade seven spider-man i just recently got to play it for the ps4 the game is amazing number six batman arkham city Number five, X-Men Legends. Number four, Marvel Ultimate Alliance. Number three, Spy vs. Spy. Number two, TMNT Arcade. Number one, with a bullet, X-Men Arcade.
2: Nobody saw that one coming. At all.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad I'm predictable.
2: (laughs) Alright. So, ten, Green Lantern. Based off the movie. Wasn't fantastic, but I was just excited to have a Green Lantern in the, in the game. Uh, Spider-Man Web of Shadows, number nine. Number eight, Justice League Heroes. Number seven, Marvel Ultimate Alliance. Six, Ultimate Spider-Man. This is where I kind of went off the rails a little bit. Because, like Batman, I just put Batman Arkham games. Because I thought all of them were amazing. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the stand-up or the arcade. X-Men Arcade. All the Lego superhero games. I love those. They put so many, like just why is that character in here? I love those.
0: Uh so I couldn't I want to play those, so I haven't played them yet.
2: Oh, I, I've played every single one of them. My favorite probably is Batman Lego 3, because it's based on Green Lantern. <laughs> of course. <laughs> and number one, Captain America and the Avengers arcade. Nice. Different, yet some uh, some are the same. I miss, I miss the, the old, old arcades. I
0: do, too. Where you could go in and spend your day and play Turtles. and
1: Just borrow five bucks and just yep. waste it on beating Ninja Turtles. Yep. <laughs> I'm dead again. Okay. <laughs> I'm dead again. Okay. 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 Alright. Anybody got anything else? Yeah. I watched The Joker. What'd you think? Oh my god, it's amazing.
2: Yeah. It's like the one comic book movie i have no desire to see at all
1: it's amazing joaquin phoenix does an amazing job yeah as um, a schizophrenic nice and it's like when they said it was not a batman movie they're lying they are so lying it's based in gotham in the 80s and it's got thomas wayne in it Hmm. i want to see it
0: i just have to be in the right frame of mind to watch that type of movie you do and but I'm not in that frame of mind at the moment.
1: When you're watching it, like when we were discussing GI Joe and how Cobra, how did Cobra get so like so big, right? Like he was just a car dealership like owner. Yeah. This kind of like explains that a little bit more with a different character. Okay, nice. It's great. I mean, it deserves all the awards that it's going to get. All the Oscars? Yeah.
0: Speaking of Oscars, did you hear that The Sandman got screwed? Adam Sandler got screwed.
2: Oh, I'm You got to remember I'm reading a Sandman book right oh, now. Sorry. So it's I'm on like podcast wait, what? Uh, okay.
0: Adam Sandler got <laughs> screwed, but his first major dramatic role and he's awesome from what I hear and he got shit on. So,
1: but of course they couldn't make it for next year. Yeah. I mean, it came out in 2020. I mean, were they going to give an award to him like in the first month of 2020? Like, yeah, I get that's it. like 1917 getting awards. The movie just came out. Like and it came out December 2020, something or something, right?
2: First or something like that.
1: But you know, you had a whole year of picking out movies. Just don't pick one at the end of the year.
0: But I don't want to get on a rant about the. I hate that they always pick movies that nobody ever watches. They're the artsy ones. I'm mm-hmm. sitting there going, I didn't get that in my city. I don't remember that one. Eh, not that one either.
1: We're not going to talk about our city. It's not a very artistic city.
0: No, it's not.
1: No. If it didn't have anything to do with football or this city, this city does not have any idea. It's not. No. There's no <laughs> art scene here in Omaha. Yeah. The culture scene is not very good. No. So. All right. Anyway, you got anything, Ryan?
2: I watched all but the last three episodes of Mandalorian. What do you think? Wow. In one sitting. (laughs) Oh, I didn't realize they were so short. They felt like they didn't feel like they were only like almost. No, they're not. Most of them were like a half hour. Half hour. It it didn't feel like that. They felt like they were longer than that in a good way. Yeah. (laughs) You enjoying Um, it? I am really, really liking it. Good. Um, I'm interested to see what the last three episodes bring. But uh,
0: they bring Tag and Bink.
2: The one thing that kind of bugged me a little bit you guys told me last
0: we week. told them last week did i yes. yeah we did oh i'm sorry
2: it's okay but i was watching for him through the whole thing wait
1: it's a rumor
0: it might not be them but
2: well it's... i thought it might have been because um howard, ron howard's daughter directed one of the episodes yeah and, and there's two characters in there that like i could see those guys being kind of like the tag and bank you know because ron howard wanted to put them in mm-hmm. yeah but uh the, the one thing I am not overly happy about is I wanted to see him to be, like, a badass bounty hunter and not the, like, halfway through the season he kind of starts, like, oh, yeah, I'll help you. And I'll help you. Oh, here, I'm going to help you. Yeah, it, it's, like, great. You never watch Kung Fu? Yeah. No. Oh. I, 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 I could never make it past the intro. I got bored watching the intro. So, uh... <laughs> It has a lot of Kung Fu's tropes. But I
0: do enjoy it a lot. So... I'm not gonna ruin the last... Yeah, don't. Last episodes. So, I'm glad. Good. So we got three Mandalorian lovers here. Anything else? Besides Rob Liefeld being a narcissistic prick? Have you read his?
1: I love it. I love reading his tweets. It's like,
0: when you're, you're... You sell this many comic books, you can be like this. And Donnie Cates is i saw donny gates and he's like that gif jif whatever he's like
1: <laughs> all i gotta say does he have a levi's commercial no nope, he doesn't that's
0: what somebody said in the comments they're like <laughs> you can't come at rob unless you've been in a levi's commercial yep. you cannot no it's just fun watching him and it's like you're kind of an asshole but it's funny Mm-hmm. so yeah all right well that's gonna wrap it up for us have fun read more comics it's been kirk brian and hey, i see you guys
1: to australia went the kool-aid kids to see the kangaroos they
2: hop behind each one they met but oh what a thirsty kid did get kool-aid
0: kool-aid tastes great wish we had some can't wait a fuzzy wuzzy polar bear took pity on the kids Down he came with the speed of light To show the kids this welcome sight
1: Kool-Aid, Kool-Aid, pip pip Lots of fun in every sip Everything's fair dinkum when Kool-Aid's
2: at the party What flavor? Downright refreshing, I call it Kool-Aid's fun too And with lots of ice
0: Delicious. The Kool-Aid kids are off again to visit other lands. Be sure to join them when they do. Join them in some Kool-Aid, too. A
1: five-cent package does the trick. Makes two quarts of Kool-Aid quick.